Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello there, unicorns. How you doing today? Happy Thursday. Woo. Well, welcome. This episode might piss you off. So get ready. And it's going to piss you off because it's going to be a blow to your ego. So before we dive into any content today, I just want to say hi. Hi, ego. Hi. You, my friend, are extremely helpful and extremely essential. And we do not shame you. We love you. You are part of the complete human who is listening to me in their ears right now. And we want you to stick around. We really do. But today, this topic is going to push your buttons a little bit. And I want you to know that it's going to be all right. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to lose any control. You're actually going to get to partner with a part of you that you've really not liked. And I hope that you can kind of become a better friends through this episode. And when you do, you're both going to work together so much better because right now it's kind of you're treating this other part of of um, the human who's listening right now. You're treating this other part as um, evil and wrong, and they're kind of your enemy, and you two are fighting against each other. And I just want to let you know that they could actually be your best teammate. And if you two were a team, you'd be succeeding a lot more. You don't really have to be um, going at each other's throats anymore. So that's it. Just, you know, want to offer that you could be a little more willing today. I just wanted to kind of, you know, like lube you up, finger you a little, let you, you know, stroke you a little bit, let you know we're coming in for an entry and we love you and we're going to treat you delicately. And um, also you're allowed to be angry. It's okay. We welcome all the feelings. Be angry, be annoyed, be pissed off. And you can totally project that at me. I don't care. You're good. All right. Yay. Thank you so much, Ego. Okay. Human who's listening again. Now, let me talk to all the parts of you, okay? <laughs> We're back. We're back. Here's why today is going to really piss off your ego. Because today's message is that you like to suffer. You like pain. You like to be hurt and harmed. You like to be the victim. You like everything that um, has been going on in your life, every pattern that you've seen that's been negative, that you've been trying to get rid of. um, You like it. Not your ego. Your ego doesn't like it. But this more subconscious part of you, this little shadow side you have, this little inner demon, this little horror that just loves pain she's in there and she really does like it and today we want to give her some recognition because she could be a wonderful asset to you 
And I use she because I just really love my dark side being this, like, just demon slut bitch whore cunt. Like, she is sassy. She is dark. She is evil. I just see her with some powerful fucking feminine energy. And I love her. (laughs) So... Here's how you got this silly little idea in your head that you hate suffering. Um, Or rather, before we go there, how you got the suffering kind of twisted up. And why um, you have actually become addicted to suffering. In our American culture, most of you are listening from America, not everyone, right? But Puritanism has made its way around the world, particularly in America and definitely in other countries. And it's a very Puritan view that suffering is righteous and that you are held in a higher regard for your martyrdom. So we really like to actually um, show off the ways in which we're not doing well. We like to show off the ways in which we are being put down or victimized or harmed. We like it. I used to argue with this too. I know you're probably arguing right now. You're like, fuck you, Alex. You are incorrect about me. Okay, just hang in there. You are brave for making it five minutes into this episode already. All right. This goes back even further, though. Um, I don't know if you remember from history class, but the Stoics and the Epicureans and how the Stoics sought virtue over pleasure and that enduring discomfort, enduring all the uncomfortable things of life was a sign of virtue. They were almost putting these kinds of ideals um, above their satisfaction in the moment. And the interesting thing is, I feel like In order to do that, you kind of have to dangle the carrot in front of yourself for a long time. Like, oh, don't worry, you'll get pleasure next week after this week you are miserable in your job. And you just push through, and then next week, next week we can relax. (laughs) How many times have you done that? A lot. I know you have. I know you have. Okay, so that's very much where, like, Puritan views are, are influenced by that mindset. Then there's also the Epicureans who sought pleasure and avoided experiencing pain. So they really put um, physical pleasure, emotional pleasure, like all the all the pleasures of life um, ahead of ahead of anything else, really. And so the ideal of life was: Are you enjoying it? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? Yes, great. Then you're doing well. And it doesn't really, you know, your virtues and such are kind of, I, honestly, pleasure is sort of a virtue. <laughs> like that's, that's your thing. That's what you're focused on. And um, any other kind of virtues that might have been prioritized by the Stoics came after, as long as you were enjoying yourself, as long as you were having pleasure in the moment. It was very much about like YOLO, um, we life is short might as well live where you got it okay so these are like two opposites here right stoics versus Epicureans. we've got the um influence of our culture by puritanism and um which is very stoic spoil spoiler alert though my friend 
as a human, you are both. As a human, you are both. You like pleasure and you like pain. And you derive pleasure from pain and you derive pain from pleasure. Have you ever thought about that? Like when you're doing really well, you know what I'm talking about. When you're doing really well in life and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm like, how do I share this with my friends? They're all going to, they're all going to abandon me because I'm just doing so well and I can't talk about my successes. You are already experiencing this like pain of abandonment. And so then you're like, I know I'll tell them about how this really annoying thing happened at work the other day that just, you know, it was just too much and that'll bring me back down to their level. And then I will not feel like I'm kind of isolated from them. You done it. I know you have. And I just want you to notice though, that neither one is a problem that, that, this is the way that life works. This is what it is to be human. It's very yin-yang, very sun and moon, feminine energy and masculine energy. We all have both. Being a complete human is accepting the dichotomy, and confidence comes from embracing your whole contradictory self. You are not just a virtue machine, a robot that can go through life just, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable, all in the favor of upholding my virtues. And you are not a pleasure slut that can just go through life like, oh, it feels good, it feels so good, it feels so good. Why? Because you will neglect the other part of you if you only allow one to run the show. So most of you, though, are very consciously aware that you enjoy pleasure and avoid pain. What you're not consciously aware is that you like pain and avoid pleasure, that you do things on purpose that bring you pain. And I have a few examples for you from clients and from my own life so that you can see this actually playing out through these stories And I want you to just notice like your story may be different, but think about how maybe in similar scenarios, you've gone through similar things. And what was your reason? What were you getting out of it? What were you actually gaining from the pain? What pleasure were you gaining? So um, I have a client that is going through a divorce right now and had told me that she feels like her ex is really attacking her and being an asshole. But when we dug in, she knew that she was kind of a bit more powerful than she was giving herself credit for. Like she knows that she can really kind of manipulate the situation. And honestly, like with working with the lawyers, like she could, you know, fuck him up basically. Right. Let's go. Fuck it up. And she realized that she does actually have a bit of control, but feeling like a victim, like he's the asshole was reconciling her guilt for being powerful and possibly hurting him in the process of this divorce. So it allowed her by focusing on the pain and how, how she was a victim here allowed her to reconcile her guilt 
and to feel better about herself. So she really did actually like the pain. And when we talked about it, we were able to get to a point where she accepted like, hmm, you know what? <sighs> I am kind of powerful here. And I have been liking this story that he's a big fat jerk and I am so righteous. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I kind of like the fact that I could really hurt him. Hmm. And maybe by not accepting that, I'm doing a lot of managing his emotions and a lot of like holding back and not really looking out for myself and having my own back in this divorce because I don't want to feel like I'm evil or wrong. It's all in a game to avoid guilt. Isn't that interesting? So she liked feeling like a victim because it avoided the pain of feeling the guilt. So what happened? Well, her inner little pain demon, her little masochistic slut was like, I know. So that we can keep our virtue of feeling like a good a good human who doesn't hurt others, I'll take on all the pain. I will be the victim here. I will be so oppressed. And then it's good. And it's good. I still get to hold, uphold my virtues and I get to feel like a martyr in the process. It's wonderful. Give me all that juicy goodness of feeling like a martyr in pain. Okay. There you go. Example new, number one. Think, think for a moment. How can you relate to this where you have felt like a victim in your life and secretly enjoyed it? Example number two I have for you, um, another client who's an entrepreneur was uh, not marketing himself much. He wasn't consistently really showing up online because he didn't want to have people hire him. I mean, consciously he did. But we looked at it and we're like, wait a minute. If you're consistently not showing up, then you don't really want to show up. And if you show up, people might hire you. So why is it that you don't want, why don't you want people to hire you? And of course he's like, well, I want people to hire me, right? When we talked about it, like, no, let's pretend for a moment that you don't, because part of you doesn't. Why would you not want people to hire you? And he realized that by people not hiring him and not working with him, then he wouldn't run the risk of working with a client and then being disappointed and then him remembering that he doesn't like himself either, and then he'd be doomed to loneliness forever. It was like this way of making sure that he could hold on to what sense of connection he had already and sense of belonging he had already because he knew that if he worked with more people, he'd run the risk of them not liking him. And then he'd remember how he doesn't like himself either. And then inner him, like his inner child, his inner being is like, fuck, now I'm really screwed. I've got no humans that like me and I don't even like me. I am alone in this sad world. And so instead here comes his little slut, his little pain whore. And she was like, I've got a solution. 
let's just not show up. And then we can suffer with all of this. My business isn't working. No one wants to hire me. No one wants to work with me. And that will help us avoid a different sort of pain that would come from people hiring me and then not liking me and pointing out all my own shame and fears about myself. See how this little demon you have inside you is actually on your side? It's really trying to help. Is it doing the best job? Someone, Some would say no, but also, is it effective? It is. So maybe it's not doing such a bad job. She. I'm going to keep calling her she, but you can give her whatever pronouns you want. All right. How about a story from my own life? Well, I have had like a history of finding myself in friendships that were kind of tumultuous or where like there was like a lot of drama, not necessarily between us, but there was like, like my friends were very dramatic and they had like lots of shit going on in their life. And they were always in the depths of despair and always needing my help. And I kind of felt like, oh my God, I never have anyone to help me. And um, everyone like needs me and I just feel like so isolated and I feel like I'm just exhausted from constantly helping, 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 helping. I am burnt out. Like I need some friends that, that I can look up to. Ugh. But I actually loved it. Why? Because it gave me excitement in my relationships, right? I loved the excitement of that. It was like, oh my God, you have life problems. Yes. Tell me all about it. Oh my God. I love the drama. And it allowed me to consistently feel like a hero. And this was a pattern for me when I had a whole lot less confidence, when I was much more insecure. And so hanging around these people helped me feel a little bit more like um, I had a purpose or a function because I didn't really like myself. I could then go and be of use to other people and feel like a hero and then not feel um, like I was useless and not feel the ugly thoughts that I had about myself. Do you see how I loved the pain of being lonely in a way in my in my friendships and my relationships? I was lonely because I was um, constantly around people that felt like they were dragging me down, and that's not even their fault. Like I loved being around them, and also I love helping people. Still, I love coaching, but it's a different kind of relationship. I'm not your hero when I'm your coach. No, you're your damn hero. And I help you see that. And I help you work through it. I'm like your, your partner, your sidekick, your best, like Robin to your Batman. But it's totally different than being like, oh, you're a drowning victim and I have to jump in and save you. All right. How about one more example? Another entrepreneur example. Um, I had another entrepreneur who told me he was um, like, like his business. He constantly was feeling exhausted and burnt out in his business. And his business was always kind of like, it, it had grown a lot, like blown the fuck up. 
And yet he was still experiencing the same burnout and exhaustion and working lots and lots and lots and lots of hours like he had in the very beginning of his business. And this was similar to what I experienced with my friendships. His business, he blamed for dragging him down and he was very much feeling like, I'm so exhausted. I just need a fucking break. I just need a fucking break. I wish I could catch a break, right? And we looked at it and realized he liked it to struggle because he constantly felt like the hero. And his business and his employees being codependent on him allowed him to feel useful, allowed him to feel like he constantly was overcoming that next hurdle. He was always slaying the dragon in a way. He always was overcoming and it gave him a sense of purpose and uh, heroism. Is that a word? I think it is. Anyway, it was very codependent. The, The business he was turning into this relationship of dependency. And so again, I reminded him in that when we, when we saw it, he looked and was like, Oh my God, you're right. I do love feeling like a victim. I love feeling like the business is struggling. I love feeling like this is so hard. I love telling the story of how hard my life is. So, my friend, whatever you are going through that you think you hate, if there's a pattern to it, if it has lasted a while, or you see it keep popping up here and there, if you're familiar with a feeling like burnout, exhaustion, feeling like a victim, um, feeling just run over and harmed by people all the time... You like it. Not the conscious you, not the ego you. The little whore inside. She loves it. She gets off on that pain. And she feels filled with just joy and satisfaction when you are going through that pain. So, my friend... Remember that. And until the two of you, your ego side and the subconscious little gremlin, reconcile and become friends, you will always, always, always be frustrated thinking you you can't figure out a way out of it. Recognize part of you likes it. And I promise you, it will start to melt away. That pattern will start to melt away. Now, this can be very difficult to do on your own because when you're on your own, you're thinking with that ego mind, you're thinking with that conscious. And so it's really pretty tough to get in there and see these patterns that you have and to see how you like it because your ego has to take a huge backseat and you are not used to that. We are not taught this in school. (laughs) So this right here is a really key thing that you want to come and get coaching for. This is something that will unlock you. You'll be able to do it a whole lot more successfully outside of coaching, like on your own, once you experience what it's like to work with a coach. So I highly recommend if you are ready to do this painful and confidence boosting, like there's 
there's fucking nothing like it on the planet. When you integrate these two parts of you, this shadow, subconscious, little whore, and your light and and butterflies and rainbows, little ego, when those two parts of you become partners, holy fuck, you are unstoppable. And you will show up so much more confidently because you don't have this like darkness inside that you're ashamed of anymore. You're like, oh no, I'm familiar with my little pain slut. I love her. It's okay. When you're ready for that, (laughs) you come let me know. Let's work together. This will blow your life up in the best way possible. All right, my friend, have a fabulous week. Thanks for stepping aside, you beautiful, gorgeous ego. And thanks for coming out to play, you gorgeous, dark, sadist, you masochist and masochist and sadist, both. Have a phenomenal week, Unicorn. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you. 